0: Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember no role is insignificant. Every life matters, and go out and make a difference.
1: Let's pray. I want to share with you something a little different today, Philippians 1, if you'll turn there. But let's pray and just get into God's Word. God, we love you. We are in such desperate need of you and all that you do and all that you are. You are magnificent in all your ways. And when you're a mystery to us, God, we praise you because you are knowable. You are personal. And just as you know every star and every grain of sand, you know every hair on our head, you know us in the innermost places. Thank you, praise you, God. You are so generous. Anything that you offer, God, is worth clinging to with all of our souls. And so when it doesn't go our way, God, we still say praise you, thank you. In the morning, your mercy comes and we are still your child. We are still still at your feet, breathing in your air. Thank you, God. God, we need you. So the next few moments as we explore a little bit of what it means to just be partners, friends, family in Christ. God, we just give you this moment. Say, receive all the glory and do a good thing here today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Life, life, I'm going to sit down. I know this is weird. I'm going to sit down, and let's just have, like, just a talk, like we're family in the living room. You're getting to know me, right? This is this is really first date, right? And uh, not that you would date your family. I don't know how that goes in panhandle. That's weird. I don't, okay. <clears throat> we're going to figure it. We're going to figure you out. You're going to figure us out. This is going to be a lot of fun, right? When when we look at Philippians 1, we discover uh, there is a really beautiful connection there between the Apostle Paul and the church at Philippi and his love for them just courses through the words um, in this passage. And so I want to share some of, the verses from Philippians one with you and just kind of tell a story, just weave a little bit of story through this. Is that okay? We okay with that? All right. Philippians one, let's start in verse three, verse three. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You have been here doing this great work. We have been somewhere else doing a work, all of us seeking the Lord and finding our place in Him and and maybe accomplishing things along the way without even knowing each other. And then God has beautifully diverged our paths here to where now we get to be family, friends, partakers together in that. We have been praying for you just as you have been praying for us before Ashley and I met. Her parents had prayed for her for years, and particularly the last couple of those years of her life before we met, her parents had been praying that God would give her a husband who loves Jesus and and would guide and lead and protect and care for her and love her the way she deserved to be loved right? And so this is awesome. So uh, the fall, was it November, their dress? So the fall before we met, her parents took her wedding dress shopping, and she was not dating anyone. How cool is that? No pressure on me at all, right? So we, we knew each other. She was 13, 12, 13, when we first kind of met each other, I had spoken at her youth camp. She was a teenager and I was 22. We did not start dating then. (laughs) We just met each other, right? She was this little girl and I was an idiot college student. And then years go by, her father ordained me in ministry in 1996. Um, when I first went to be youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Henrietta, Texas. You know where Henrietta is? Yeah, you drive through it every time you get it, right? Bearcats, I don't know, weird. Okay. He ordains me, and then about 12 years later, I walk through um, a a divorce from my first wife. Tell you about that someday, maybe. But... God delivered me from a place of exile. I thought I was done with ministry. I'm meeting with her father, Gary. I told you he was a man of prayer. And he's just coaching me saying, God's not done with you. That wasn't your decision. That wasn't your choice. God's not finished with you. And he's praying over me. And then after coffee one day, I send him a text and I say, hey, by the way, if Ashley's not seen anybody, you should put a good word in for me. She was 30 at the time, I was 20, I mean, I was 40. Um, I started say 22 again, I was like, that's not right. Uh, she was 30, I was 40. Um, we're gonna go have coffee and I send her a text and I go, hey, listen, I've been working all day. Um, I haven't had a chance to eat anything. I know it's our first day and this may be weird, um, but could we, could we maybe eat? Um, also, or can we eat? And she says, "Sure, girls got to eat. Let's go eat, right?" And 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 I said, "But if it's too early, you know, we can just go have coffee." And she goes, "You know, or maybe we can do both." And I think I'm being um, salty, funny, whatever. And I say, "Well, let's do dinner and see how it goes." She writes back immediately; didn't skip a beat. I mean, I'm just joking, don't don't freak out. I'm just joking. Immediately she writes me back and she goes, oh, you'll want both. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my girl, right? And so 11 dates in the first two weeks and we we were, she was madly in love with me and we, blame her, we, no kidding, totally kidding. I fell in love with her, I told her that first, Five weeks later, we were engaged. Five months later, we're married. I mean, at 40, 30, when God's moving, you just know, right? We get married and every day has been harmonious bliss. We've never had a fight. We've ne- That's not true either. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with her, right? We, we have been recipients of the grace of God In some way, we were faithful, but in every way, God was faithful to deliver the very thing that her parents prayed over and he knew that she was desiring for her own life. Her parents said, we will commit to pray for that and God will move. We believe it, we believe it, and now we live it. Right? Yes. Here's why I'm even sharing that. As Paul says, I thank my God, for you. We have been praying for you, not even knowing who you were for the first four months of that process. Just praying for you, God, where do you want us? Who, where, what? We've been praying for you. You've been praying for your next pastor. Well, here we are, right? Partakers friends, family. God is going to do something new and fresh and special through us. Right? I have a dream for what God wants to do here. I've already said it to the elders. I have a dream. Not that this would be a place. We're not building a building where where we think that when people come, something special happens. Not just that. But I have a dream that we together are in such unity, such harmony in the name of Jesus, that when we gather together, the song goes out of this place. The prayers extend beyond this place and that people from Borger and Deer Park, am I getting that right? Deer Park and Claude, and say that wrong. White Deer, told you. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That's all me. From White Deer, from Amarillo, from Pampa, from... Georgia, from Canada, from Mexico, right? That people come because the name of the Lord is exalted in such a way they want to come here. They want to come see. Now that I'm serious about, right? We are family. There's already an amazing team here on the ground doing remarkable work in the name of Jesus, and I've loved watching every bit of it. I got to join Slack this week and watch this staff and the elders and this team watch them all interact with each other, and it's been really beautiful, and I can't wait to get in and be a part of that day-to-day, boots on the ground. And I watch Tori as she serves, and I hear what God is doing through her, and I say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, she's going to come share something right now that we get to do. I love this so much. Tori.
2: Thank you. We are so excited y'all are here. Thank y'all for blessing us. Um, so thank y'all because, um, just not too long ago, we, y'all went out and y'all were the handsome feet of Jesus and loving on our widows. And so I just think y'all, y'all are a giving church. Like we don't have enough room to put the food y'all brought this morning in the ovens. We have two kitchens and all the ovens are full. So y'all are a very giving church. But as what we're going to do this morning is we are going to pray over these little gloves up here. And so these little gloves, we did this last year, if you remember, are going to go to our Panhandle Elementary. And we're just going to come and. Like he was talking about the prayer over that future spouse, like pray over these future spouses, pray over their hearts, pray over, um, pray over them for these holidays. Um, some of these kids come from divorced homes and they're going to go to a different home um, over Thanksgiving or over Christmas, and some of those kids get anxiety as a as a teacher, you could see it, and um, you, we knew when break was coming because the kids were kind of anxious. Some of them don't know if they're going to have food, and you know we do snack pack for kids, and next weekend when we pack those turkey lunches or dinners. It's a full turkey dinner, guys. It's everything. It's going to go to our snack pack for kids' families, and then it's also going to go to our silver leaf community here in Panhandle. Um, so come join us next Saturday, but um, we're just going to play a little bit of music, and we're just going to ask for you to come and lay hands and just pray over these families and pray over our teachers, too. Pray over Allison. Pray over our administration. They've gone through a lot this year, and I know you've been praying and just continue to partner with them. So i to ask if you'll just go ahead and stand up and come and lay hands
1: so good I know you guys are a praying church I sense it when I walk in the room let's do that more and more and more pray for miracles watch people be healed watch people be set free watch pain be broken watch chains be destroyed right watch the darkness shatter in people's lives where they can step into a light and walk in the glorious name and the resurrection of Jesus and there is no fear and they say, God, wherever you go, I will go. All right? I believe that. We want that. I'm hoping once we get here, we'll commute some for the next little bit, kind of through the holidays, <clears throat> and then um, I'll probably be here you know, kind of Friday to Monday, Tuesday for a little bit. Anyway, we're going to figure all that out, and then because um, I got to go see the Panhandle Panthers play football next weekend, right? <laughs> so, so can somebody make sure I get a ticket? I'll pay for it. I'm good for it. Okay, yeah, but but if somebody can, okay, awesome. Um, we'll sell our house in December, and then um, Lord willing, be here by uh, January first of January. And yeah, no. Awesome. And when, when we get here, we want to make this home, right? So we're going to be family. Hope you're okay with that. I know some of you are questioning, and that's okay. But verse 6, Philippians 1, Be sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. There are so many good things happening here already. Not only do we want to be a praying church, we're going to be a thriving church. If another pandemic hits, and it might, we're going to be the church that stands in the face of the storm and says, nothing's going to hurt you, not on our watch. Right? Right? And there's nothing to be feared here. Love drives out fear. So let's do that together. We will be a thriving church. I've already heard the stories of Wednesday night, what's happening here. Caitlin and her team leading our children and beautiful things happening and kids running around the hall and eating and making a mess. And we love that because this is not ours. This is God's, right? And teenagers flooding the hall. And I can only imagine the noises and the smells that emanate from that end of the room. I was a youth minister for 15 years. I know what's up, right? And God is satisfied by Naomi and her team and what God is doing down there. And what if it just got bigger and better and more profound and more elegant and glorious and more and more students came and they poured their lives out to Jesus and he set them free as well and they walk with him in new life and then they stirred those waters also? Come on, right? We're going to work hard together and we're also going to celebrate together. There will be moments when we cry together. I am not typically a crier. I just don't typically do that a lot. It's not that I'm unemotional or, or like, my soul is dead or anything. I just don't, I just don't cry a lot. But I have found myself crying over you and this, and as you can testify. I mean, like, I just find myself tearing up, like weeping, like I don't even know why. We went and saw Natalie Grant Friday night. Um, we went to a, like a worship show thing, um, show worship what, it's, yeah yeah, concert, okay <clears throat> and she 's singing you know it is well with my soul, and, and then she sings another song um, just about um, about loving her children and, and I just start weeping, and i 'm like i don 't even know why, right. God's stirring something up in me that we get to share with you and God's going to shine through that. God's going to thrive in us. Not just you, but me also, us together. God's going to do a glorious work here and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see it. I am a big believer in the restorative, redemptive grace of God to make a sad and lonely and unsalvageable, unredeemable life worth dying for. Here's what I believe with all my heart. If you are a Christian, if you are a child of God, if you follow Jesus and you worship him as your savior, I believe that God the Father, when he looks at you, when God the Father who reigns on his throne in heaven When he looks at you, he doesn't see your past. He doesn't see your shame. He doesn't see your fear. He doesn't see your guilt. He doesn't even see your sins. You know what God the Father sees? He sees Jesus. That's what it means to be covered by the blood of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 says, if anyone is in Christ The old is gone and the new has come. I think I shared that last time I was here. That's what that means. That God the Father looks at you, all he sees is Jesus. What if we were just a people who lived in that and believed that and walked that every day and the people in our oikos, our orbit, our surrounding, the people that lived in our community, our neighborhoods that we worked with, that we uh, we went to games with, that we served with, that we ate with, If they saw that Jesus alive in us, they would run to him. That's what it means to be a thriving church that we never stop, that we always keep going, that the mission of God is that people be made disciples, followers of Jesus. I have a big heart for discipleship, for disciple making. And I can't wait to share that with you. I know you probably already have some great things happening. God has given me a vision, a word for what it means to be disciple-making, disciple-makers. Where it's just exponential, it keeps going, that it's explosive because they see God in us and they want it and then we share what it means to walk with God, to reach our world and to invest in others. I can't wait to share that with you. That's what a thriving church should look like. God will finish what he started. And I can't wait to see it. Verse seven. It's right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. We will be a praying church. We will be a thriving church. And we will be a resilient church. We will hold on to the foot of the cross and we will let God see us through whatever happens. Psalm 27, 13 and 14, watch this. It says, surely I will see the goodness of, Of the Lord in the land of the living. You know what verse 14 says? It's not quite as fun. It says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. And then he repeats the phrase, Wait for the Lord. Why? Because it's not in our timing, but it's in his timing. And the call to follow Jesus Christ is riddled with suffering. We don't ask God for suffering. That would be foolish. But when we call in the name of Jesus and he comes and invades our life and he wipes away all the filth and the sin, and the darkness. He says, you are not just joining me in the glory that one day will be yours. You're also joining me in the suffering. It's what it means to be a child of God. It's what it means to follow him. It's what it means to be covered in the dust of the rabbi's sandals. You get it? (laughs) We're gonna hang on. We're gonna pray, and we're gonna wait, and let God do his best work. Is that good? Is that fair? All right, one more. For now. Verses eight, the beginning of nine. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more and more and more. We'll not only be a praying church, we not only get to be a thriving church, we will lock arms and be a resilient church. And just as I've already seen in this place, we will be a loving church where the stories that get told about the river are that's a safe place. Safety and acceptance. Nobody is not welcome here. You with me? No matter, no matter who they are, what they've been through, the choices they've made, where they are today, whatever they're walking through, we're going to say, we love you with the love of Christ. His completeness washing over my incompleteness compels me to love you the way he loves me. So when we give these gloves away, people don't say, oh, that's nice. Their hearts say, what is happening? This is good. They will know you are my disciples by your love. It will be a loving church. Can we do that together? It also means we get to partner with the Baptist church and the Methodist church and Trinity down the street or, or whoever, I don't know them all yet. Forgive me if I left anybody out. We're going to partner with those churches because we're not a church, we are the church. Right? And I, I think you're already doing that, right? I think there's some great partnership. I can't wait to get to know Josh across the street. We're going to do some great things together. Not him and me, us the body. And Jesus goes, Jesus is going to look at Panhandle, Texas, and go, "Yes." And this is terrible theology, but he may look at us and say, "I'm starting there when I come back." Yeah, <laughs> all right? That's terrible theology. Do not Do not tweet that or Instagram, do not. You guys ready to go? Are you okay? Are we good? I read, a <laughs> yeah, it's early, it's early. Fair enough. I read a book several years ago by just an ancient cat named Henry Skugel, old dead guy. The book is called, The Life of God and the Soul of Man. A terribly complex and really difficult to wrap my heart and my brain around at the time, but it's all about what it means to love a God so deeply, simply because of who he is. Not because of what he does, but because of who he is. And there's a quote in this book, The Life of God and the Soul of Man. Henry Scougal is the guy's name, S-C-O-U-G-A-L. I G A L. I'd see some of you like, He said, the worth and excellency of a soul is measured by the object of its love. The worth and excellency of a soul is measured by the object of its love. You know what that means? It means the thing that you love the most will define you. If it's your job, it's gonna fail you. If it's your children, we all know how that goes sometimes, right? If it's your sports team, you're gonna have more disappointment than celebration. I know, I'm a Cowboys fan, I shared that with y'all, right? But when Jesus Christ is the center of our universe and the object of our love, and he's our deepest passion, he never, ever fails. Not only does he never fail, but now my value is based on the almighty creator God of grace who will never look at me and let me walk in shame and guilt and despair, and hurt, and loneliness. It's not who He is. My value is only Jesus. Can we live that life? Let's discover that. Let's figure that out together. You okay with that? Here we go. We're going to sing. We're going to potluck. We're going to do some other things. I want to tell you that Ashley and her team, Les, are you coming down also or are you staying back there? Right there. If you need prayer, a word from the Lord this morning, let God use them as an instrument of peace to speak that life over you. Let them pray for you and your family. They're going to be here. Elders will be here and available. I'm going to be here. We want to pray over you. If you need that, as we worship, as we sing, Bray's going to come. Can't wait. Let me pray over us as that all gets started. God, you are good, infinite, miraculous, powerful, omniscient, omnipresent in all things, God, you are good. And we want that so desperately from you. God, as the days go, as the weeks come, as the holidays near and people fear being alone, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would celebrate over people and they would know your nearness, know your comfort, know your joy. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful, triumphant. It's your victory we celebrate, God. Let us be a praying church, a thriving church, a resilient church, in a church that loves. We give it all to you and in the name of Jesus.
0: And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.